this is Coffee with Timmy. So this is the concluding part of the session two of the post-COVID career prep with Femi Bolaji. Enjoy. Percent of our communication. So I watch you and I hear what you're saying, but I also look at your face. I look at your body language. And so when that is missing, I need to up my communication savvy. I need to explain more than I used to. I need to up my written skills so that there's no chance of misunderstanding. I need to vet what I say. I need to also be careful with my interpretation. You know, I sent you <laughs> something all in caps. I sent you something all in caps, but I wasn't angry. It was just because I forgot to turn off my caps lock and it was too much trouble to have to start typing uppercase, lowercase. But you know what? The old rules were that all caps means I'm shouting. And so I need to be careful of all those things. I have no control how you interpret my email because I'm not there to explain it. So it's open to your interpretation. And it's not what I intended at all. What which means mean? that my emails need to be more explicatory. I don't have the I don't have the option of saying, oh, I don't like sending long emails. Well, you're going to have to now mm -hmm. to avoid misinterpretation mm -hmm. and things that you didn't mean to. You're going to have to acquire the skill of written communications, of writing differently. And all those things, it's tied to that. Yes, you are going to say. Yes, I was going to say that also we should be, um, again, talking about communication. If something comes to me in, in caps, I should be able to pick up the phone or maybe reply and say, are you, are you angry about something? Because you've written Absolutely. everything in caps. But I find that, um, and this is funny because uh, before we started recording this, we were having some conversations and I said something. I said, no, that's the way you were reading it. And that happens... I find that um, people will not, instead of coming back to me and saying, um, you said so-so-and-so, or I read so-so-and-so, what exactly do you mean? They don't. And sometimes I find myself going to say, um, this is what I'm saying. Not this, because now I'm beginning to know people, which I didn't have the patience to do before, but I've realized that I need to go out of my way to actually say, um, this is actually what I mean. But that's part of honing your communication skills. Yeah, before it became necessary. Exactly it became I necessary. Before I'll be like, you know, if you're going to see me, we'll just leave it. But now... Absolutely. Mm, yeah, we are... We are you're you're right. doing it's, what I'm prescribing, is which is that mm -hmm. it's out of my comfort zone to have to start explaining to you. But I realize now <laughs> that there's... So much, no, I'm saying what you're doing is commendable. Because oh, that's exactly you. Oh, I got to write this. Which is exactly what you're doing. <laughs> you know what? Oh, and virtual is causing me to have to do more explanation than I normally would. So I am learning that skill set. It doesn't come to me naturally, but I know now that to avoid miscommunication, I must lean in that direction. Mm -hmm. And in so doing, you're sharpening your communication skills. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So really, um, for, the, for someone who may have missed what we're actually saying here, this is not just about the degree that you have or that the fact that you have four, was it four PhDs for me? 
four PhDs yeah. and five four masters. You need to go get a job. You need to go get a job. <laughs> but this is about whether you have four PhDs and five masters. If you cannot use it effectively, not just that, oh, I'm a doctor. You know, when you say, yeah, you don't have a bedside manner, when you say some doctors don't have a bedside manner, exactly. this is part of it. So knowing in your head, nobody can get into your head. It's got to come out and it's got to come out in a way that can be understood by and effective. Yeah. My, my, uh, my pastor says something that if you want to explain something and a three-year-old can understand what you're saying, you don't know it. Because if you know it, you can break it down that anyone can understand it. But if you use the same cliches as, you know, yes, you say four times four, yeah, we get 16. Why? What do you mean four times four? What does that mean? And you can't say, this is how you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been like that forever. Four times four is 16. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so what are you, do you get what I'm saying? And I, I think when people hear skills, we, um, there's a bit of a, oops, what do I need to go and learn now? It's right. Really, I need to go back to school. Yes, I need to go back that. to school. Yeah. Why? I already qualified for this job. Yes. But you couldn't answer any of the questions. Technically, you could do it. And when we asked you, how did you get ABC? You couldn't explain yourself. You couldn't. You I know. love that bedside manner example that you gave because that's it hits the nail on the head. Thank you. You could, I keep saying, you could be a Nobel Prize winner in medicine. But nobody wants to see you. They'll be like, oh, uh, can I see Dr. Tope and your panel like? And everyone will be urging you. But he or she is a Nobel Prize and they're like, I don't care. I want to see Dr. Tope because mm -hmm. this person is horrible. I don't <laughs> like them. I don't feel comfortable when they come to me. I know they're the best in the world, but I don't want to see them because they're lacking in the critical soft skills that turn you from a robot from a Nobel Prize winning doctor into a human being, yep. into somebody that yep. people can respond to and interact with and get results from. Otherwise, yes. I could have a robot that I just punch in my symptoms and hit mm -hmm. send and they yep. give me a diagnosis yep. without yep. any interaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So soft skills are critical success factors. I call them CSFs, soft skills technical skills without the requisite soft skills you will not be successful mm -hmm. so not at the today. same time that you're keeping your technical skills up to date you must also hone your soft skills it's like the packaging you know someone may give you a diamond but they package it so horribly that you just toss the gift aside then somebody will be like oh you haven't opened that gift oh yeah somebody just gave it to me you open it and discover there was a diamond inside this whole time mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. And so soft skills are the packaging within which the hardcore expert technical skills come in. If the soft skills are not present, I'm not really interested in opening the packaging. Mm -hmm. So let me just rehash them. Communication is key in a post-pandemic world. We've talked about it. We've talked about a work ethic. We've talked about the ability to work with a team and collaborate. Yeah. Because now you don't work in a silo. You can't afford to. Uh, when we link it to atomization of work, you're one link in the chain. So you must be able to hand over to people, to collaborate with them. Your knowledge is not where knowledge starts and ends. You must be able to ask people, what do you think? 
you're a link in the chain. You're not the chain itself. And that chain, you're only, have you heard the saying that you're only as strong as the weakest link? Yeah. So even if you're a world expert, but you're not collaborating well, or the others on the team don't have these skills, you will not shine. You cannot shine when the entire chain is not shining. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So collaboration and teamwork is critical now. It's also critical because we're meeting virtually. We're working virtually. And so I must be able to cooperate with you. If from even setting meeting times, I have a weekly meeting and it's in three time zones. So somebody in Dubai was just like, oh, I'm available at 4 p.m. my time. And somebody else said, oh, that's going to be 11 a.m. my time. For me, it was 5 a.m. And <laughs> so I had the choice, talk about teamwork and collaboration, to now send the team having to grapple and say, well, that doesn't work for me. I just said, fine, it works for me. And then the person who was setting it together, I think it suddenly occurred to her. So she called me after the meeting and said, what time is that for you? I said, 5 a.m. She said, oh, no, 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 let's change it. I said, it's fine. It's okay. Sometimes you got to do, it's a once a week meeting. It's not going to kill me to wake up. I had to set the alarm and I was terrified of oversleeping. <laughs> but it's a, once a week, it's a once a week meeting for an hour. It's not going to kill me for heaven's sake. And so that's about collaboration. It's about getting along. And I have to tell you, my stock went up with this team. That's what you call teamwork and collaboration. I wasn't grasping and saying, oh, I can't come change the time. My stock went up with them. You know what they did? For the next meeting, they decided to change the time. It never came up, but clearly they realized that's teamwork and collaboration. Well, I think people really need to understand what collaboration means. It's not, this is my way and that's it. Because, you know, I, I, I have people who say, oh, I'm free at this time on this day and that day but you're not the only one necessary for this meeting. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you were saying, uh, when they said, no, but those are the times and the days that I'm free. Uh, okay, but those days and times don't work for everybody else. We need to find something. And you know, if it's once off, like you're saying now, okay, 5 a.m., okay. So we'll do it once off. But if it's that everybody has to now come and make sure that we work with the time that you have, even if it's out of sync with what we even need to do, you're not collaborating. So they say, oh, I'm a team member. I'm a team worker. I do. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, hey, let me do. This is what I want. It's my way or no way. Not even the highway. It's my way or no way. You know? And I I, I, I find... Well, collaboration also means working, being able to work across the aisle. I mean, if yeah, there's one thing yeah, missing mm -hmm. in the U.S. Congress mm -hmm. right now, it's that they've just all dug in and no one's working across the aisle. Collaboration is being able to say exactly as you say, to expand that, to say, you know what, let's work on this together. I may be the expert, but every, everyone has something worthwhile to say. So why don't we, we call it co-creation. So let's co-create this to, to ensure that it works for everybody. I'm not just going to go sit at a desk and say, you know, I'm the expert. I own the uh, tea with Timmy podcast so nobody else can give me timmy you've been you've been asking me how do i do this how do i do this and it's part of consulting and collaborating 
Not go off to your desk and say, this podcast was my brainchild. I'm the only one who knows what's good for it. And I don't need any other ideas because I know the concept. It's my baby. So you collaborate with everybody else that's needed to make you successful. And that's cooperation. Another word for collaboration is you give a little, the other person gives. It's give and take and being flexible. Actually, we can use this podcast. I mean, this is me. So I remember um, when I was starting and um, someone told me, no, do a podcast. And I'm like, where did this come from? What did you see? You know, what do I have to say? I don't have anything to say that people are going to just listen to me. And so, but eventually I came around to thinking that way and I was writing and I'm like, "Um, what am I going to say every week? It's going to be, you know, (laughs) what do I have to say every week? Because, I mean, if you're going to talk nonsense, nobody wants to listen. And someone said, don't just be the only one um, week after week. Don't just be the only one. Interview people. Mm. Let other people after mm. it. And um, at first, I was like, I don't have any interviewing skills. And the beginning, uh, you probably hear me shouting a lot, you know, um, shouting into the mic and all of that. But then, as I, uh, I've spoken to so many different people, from different areas of life on different things, I've actually gained more, you know, from them um, coming on the program with me and saying, I've learned things. I've, I mean, the book that you're talking about, I found it, I've written it down and I'll put the link there. I found this, your, uh, this model, which I didn't know about before. And I think the problem, um, I, I don't know if this is a soft skill to be teachable. It's also so yeah, I find absolutely. it. I find that um, I don't want to say with young people because it makes me so speak, old. We call that learning agility. In okay. corporate speak, we call it learning agility. Okay. In everyday speak, teachability is exactly this: being open. And in fact, it's a critical skill. We don't want somebody who, twenty years after employing them. They're still the same ideas. They haven't learned anything new. They're still telling us what they told us in the interview. So when sometimes somebody came up with a great quip, I think I heard it from my sister where somebody was saying, I have 20 years of experience. And somebody told them, no, you have one year of experience 20 times over. Because what you you brought for uh, 20 years ago is what you're still giving. Ouch, 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 ouch. I'm feeling it, yeah. I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is a soft skill, so I'm just going to ask it. Because we're doing quite a lot of things online, it's okay, I think, if you're not being seen. But if we're going to interview people, and we know this from people who have failed at it, um, and I'm going to say, in not just interview, like I'm talking to you now, but you as an HR um management uh, consultant do you think it matters what you wear i know what i think when you're going for an interview absolutely absolutely i don't care how much the world changes i don't care how it in fact to to speak to that even if it's online i don't even if it's online okay even if it's online it's important you know yesterday i was watching the world cup And uh, it was all female analysts. They were dressed in their best. The only guy was wearing a T-shirt. I think it so annoyed the person who was leading the panel that she mentioned it. She embarrassed him. In fact, I thought she embarrassed him a bit 
she got she said well uh i guess tony forgot his tie in the hotel or something or something like that and he was like ouch you would mention it mm. but he came over casually dressed i mean it's still on the job yeah, I'm a t-shirt to go on the air. You nope. need to come, and you know what? It's not about you. It's about respect for it's like what we talked about the office, the yes. gravitas of the office. It's mm -hmm. about respect for your colleagues mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and respect for the job. It's not about you. It's not always about you. Yes, you've given the wrong impression, but it also shows <laughs> that you're not very respectful of those around. Exactly. Yeah, I don't care. That's what it is. There was a big debate on um, Twitter. I think it, was, it wasn't this year, it must have been last year. Someone interviewed this person and he was so, I guess he was really upset, annoyed, angry, whatever it is. And the way the person came, he just said, you can go. I don't you know, like, I'm not going to interview. I'm paraphrasing now, obviously. But it, it described what the guy was wearing. You've come for an interview. And it was just like, how do you get out of there and say you're coming for an interview like this? You know, just tell him, like, you know, just just go. And I think it was it was, an, uh, it was like an employment agent thing. I'm trying to remember. So he didn't even bother to interview the guy for that post. And some people like me, I was like, yes, people have forgotten that your appearance matters. Don't say to me, uh, don't judge me. Don't judge a book by its cover. But when I see you, and, it, and depending on what it, what it is I'm looking for, why you are with me, why you are here, your appearance is going to matter. So some people are like, no, you, um, it's casual now. It's gone the days of, I'm not saying wear a tie. Even if you wear jeans, wear a proper t-shirt, wear a blazer on top of it. Don't wear flip-flops and come Just in. Just dress the part. Just dress the part because one what, day, you whether know, you just, like it or not, it's you are creating an impression. I don't care what people say. I don't care what people tell you. We are programmed to assess people yeah. by how they yeah. look. We are modern day people. Even the people who say it doesn't matter, it's programmed into them to assess you based on how you present. Now, that assessment may change after they get to know you. But the first impression, and I keep emphasizing, even for the people who tell you, oh, it doesn't matter, that is not true. Even they themselves are assessing you based on how you present. Yeah, so they are. They are. I don't know. Maybe they need to do this as a, a soft skill. Um, yeah. It's a, I actually have a, I've, I've actually established a company that's about, uh, it's called Career Navigators. Uh, maybe I'll just take a 30 seconds. Uh, I've just established a company because of this. It helps you uh, uh, navigate your career. What's next? What am I going to do? But part of it is etiquette and corporate packaging. Mm -hmm. And part of it, uh, because I've been getting a lot of requests this time at the senior level, there are some people who are promoted out of their, how do I put this delicately? Out of their background. <laughs> I like that, delicately. Well, out of their backgrounds, which is that they're now propelled through their skills, their expertise, their hard work, favor. They're now propelled into positions that their backgrounds didn't uh, prepare them for. And I think that's most of us, unless you were born in Buckingham Palace where you know when you have seven pieces of cutlery on the table. You know which one you know <laughs> Exactly. I get a lot of nervous executives who now have become senior people. Their dreams have come true. 
but this actually causes them sleepless nights to say mm -hmm. tomorrow I have a dinner at the Gates Foundation or I have a dinner with the president of something or another. And Femi, I, I don't know. So we have an etiquette packaging one, which is this is how you dress. This is how you, you know, casual for these types of events. This is a seven place setting. And this is what the forks and knives and glasses mean. Um, so it's called Career Navigators. And I've had enough of those requests that I decided to have people start paying for it. And in fact, also packaging people and their resumes and CVs. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know a lady. And literally, the reason wasn't even profit. It was that people actually can't sleep the night before. They're so terrified nervous, of making yeah, yeah. I, She was reading you know, something. I somebody on... whose career was ruined when I was in the private sector in the U.S. My boss absolutely adamantly refused to promote him. An American. Why? My boss, our boss, was French. He was the son of a winemaking. He was the Sion, very refined, very polished, spoke five languages. We had this guy up for promotion and we took him out to dinner, my boss and I. Guess what his sin was that stopped him from getting a promotion? Um, he ordered a Coke. He ordered a Coke. He was going to be made president of Europe. And my boss is like, I'm French. There's no way this person is going to represent us and come and start ordering a Coke and spaghetti. Said, no, no, that's the... <laughs> I was like, well, he's qualified in every other way. He goes, oh, my no. word, you got to eat what? what you, 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 you the way Coke. that matters in the culture and the country we're sending him Wine, to, cheese, it's not the same. Exactly. Mm. Well, in that part of the world, he said, it's more than ordering spaghetti and Coke. It speaks to so many other things that you don't understand. I, don't know, yeah. I was like, so a whole career is lost over ordering Coke and spaghetti? I, I hope somebody okay. tells him. This was many years ago. Yeah. I know I know a lady. Well, she's um, in her 40s now, I think. So she was in her middle 30s or early 30s. And she was reading. What was she reading? Some funny, some funny subject. I'm saying funny because it's not your everyday thing. So I said, why are you reading this book? Said, oh, it's um, it's an icebreaker. I'm learning this so that when we go for uh, business meetings or cocktails, that is business, right? And I will have something to say, you know, that is conversation and started. I was like, oh have my something God. To say. So she bought all these different topics and she was um studying, not just reading for, she really wanted to know so that she could have something to talk about. Absolutely. So that's in yourself. You know, Absolutely. that's in yourself. I wouldn't lie when I saw, I was like, oh boy, I'm not doing this. I wouldn't lie. Then I was like, no, I'm not doing this. I have to I, tell you, I, when I'm I do appreciate it now. With young people, I ask them, they, I ask them, what do today's newspaper headlines say? It's a question I ask young people. What are the headlines? Many of them can't tell me. They don't read, they don't pick up a newspaper. But that tells me you can get it on your in your email. <laughs> they don't, no, it's not getting it on your email. They just don't have a culture of keeping up to date on news. So it's not accessibility. It's just that they don't care. They don't live in a world where they care about the headlines and what's happening. And that tells me a lot about you. And in fact, I'll never forget one because she wrote to me to her credit. 
and thanked me. So I then, for the awkward silence, then said, okay, okay, you, you couldn't tell me, but uh, let's talk. And then I was like, hey, how about, uh, and I brought up some Beyonce. What's happening with she and Jay-Z? I think they're getting divorced. She jumped into that. And then halfway while she was talking, she suddenly realized what had happened. Smart girl. She realized that she asked me about newspapers, current affairs. I couldn't answer. Beyonce, I was just like, what do you think about Beyonce in that incident? She goes, well, my opinion is. And then she just stopped mid-sentence and realized <laughs> what had happened. <laughs> oh boy at least she caught herself out at least she caught herself out yeah at least she caught herself and she wrote thereafter to say that was the best interview and she's learned her lesson she knows she won't get the job but she has learned <laughs> oh gosh this is probably um snobbish of me but i'm always put off by people when you say oh what are you reading or do you read and they say proudly proudly i don't read I'm, I'm like, what do you mean you don't read? Like, do you have, you know, you don't read a certain kind of book or... So I don't read. I don't like reading. Kanye West just said that. Now, mind you, I think he was just saying it to be controversial. I think because this, controversial is the, right this is the son of a, of a university professor. Huh? Mm -hmm. So uh, he said reading is like eating broccoli and spinach to him that he doesn't read. I don't believe him. You could not have grown up the son of Professor Dottie West and say you don't read. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I, I just, it, it puts me off. I'll say, oh, this is what I read. We, we don't have to agree on, on reading the same kind of um, books, but to say, and I read it's, something. It's, it's about proudness. I don't. And having learning agility, as we said, because otherwise, there are other ways to learn, but learning agility. In life, not just in career, is important. Can I just run through, because we've been going yes, on please. a bit. And yeah. We're going to have No, I'm just talking about the amount, because believe it or not, we've been going on a while. So I good know. luck editing it to the One critical. hour, five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, other soft skills. Leadership is important to me to, to say. Here's why. Leadership has always been important. It's even more critical now. Because of all these changes and all the nuances in the workplace and career now, the quote-unquote person designated as leader cannot be the be-all and end-all. There can't be a queue outside the person's office for people waiting for them to make decisions. Oh, great leader, tell us what to do. <laughs> tell us what to say. Each person in their sphere of influence needs to be a leader. Make decisions. Come with a tableau of options. Not, oh, we're waiting for the supervisor. I have a friend who's just been put in an acting director position. Every time she's not available, they postpone all these meetings. So she said, you're going to kill me. You guys should go ahead with these meetings and then come to me and tell me what you guys decided. Yeah. But to cancel meetings until I can come, Sometimes upwards of eight, 10 meetings. I, I'm just one person. You cannot delegate leadership to me or your concept of leadership Even to me Bible like says that. that. That's why Moses, Moses' um, father-in-law said, you're going to die. You need to appoint other people. Yes. You know, that's how the 70 leaders came in. You need to appoint so other people. people need to learn how to lead. It doesn't, people have such different concepts of leadership, which is there's this great leader. 
from whom all decisions and blessings flow. And then the rest <laughs> of the the oh, yeah. is. We can all lead in our sphere of influence. They need to read you know? the Maxwell. You've talked about the Bible. You've talked about everywhere has this model that mm -hmm. I'm advocating for. Mm -hmm. You don't sit and you wait for the great leader to attend the meeting. So this friend of mine has said, whether I'm there or not, hold the meetings. But this is how we proceed. Just give me the minutes. Give me your thoughts. Then we can make a collective decision. Mm -hmm. But don't sit there and cancel meetings. And then next week I have 18 meetings. I can't do it. People need to acquire the skill set of leadership. But first of all, they must adjust their understanding of leadership. You don't punt and delegate decisions to one person. And then you turn around and complain and say, this is a dictatorship or the person micromanages. You're the person creating the monster and feeding the monster mm -hmm. by your unleadership. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so you need to understand and define leadership. Don't punt and delegate everything upwards. Then another skill set, real quick, is digital savvy. Talk about how things have changed. Online platforms as part of everyday work. You know, digital savvy has become equivalent to what you said I said the last time, which is, I think increasingly it's expected. Apps, uh, online platforms, I don't expect you increasingly, maybe still now, but in the very near future, the notion that you, you use an app or you know an online platform is going to become obsolete. Mm -hmm. This is 2022, 2023. I didn't expect anything less from you. Mm -hmm. It's going to become the equivalent of, I know Microsoft Word and Excel. Well, duh. Mm -hmm. How can you exist without that? Mm -hmm. Digital learning, digital platforms, a whole digital ecosystem understanding is going to become equivalent to that in the next few years. Where it's like, there's an app. Uh, somebody there's wrote an app a book. For that. Yes, there's an there's app, app for that. For that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. The expectation is if you're still in the workplace, you got to know these things. Mm -hmm. You got to know these things. You don't put that and say, I'm a digital and I know these apps. No, 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 no. So you must get digital savvy. It's my aunt, my 72-year-old aunt who's on top of her game, man. <laughs> so... And then that's, that's important. Another really, and I put it as a must, must, must have, is critical thinking and analysis. That's a nice name for it. It's what I called termed uh, learning agility, which is teachability. Critical thinking and analysis in common day parlance is common sense. It's common sense. Uh -huh, it's also common. <laughs> So, you know, today we're in an age where there's misinformation, disinformation. You've got to be able to engage your critical thinking skills. Mm -hmm. So you can't just say, oh, I got it off of Google. I got it off of Twitter. You've got to be able to apply critical thinking skills. Does this make sense? You know, and all this is linked to, are you staying current? Are you listening to the news? Are you talking to people? Because if you are, you put everything into a filter, run it through the filter of life experiences and say, hmm, that doesn't make sense. I know it's been published on so-and-so, 
the critical thinking and analysis says two and two doesn't add up. Why? Because I talked to Tokpe, I talked to Femi, I was reading this, I was doing that. And you know what? When I run it through the filter of all those things, what you're telling me doesn't make sense. So I'm not just going to serve it up on a platter. It's what has been happening at newspapers where they have to keep retracting because they have these young people who don't have these skills who just cut and paste it from a website, publish it, and then they have to retract it because they found out that it was fake news, it was misinformation, because they didn't have these filters to run it through to say, well, you know, this doesn't make sense. I read this story, but it doesn't gel with what I read on oh, another dear. website. Oh, or talking to people. Yeah. So I call it common sense when I'm not being official, but the official term for it is critical thinking and analysis. Put some sense to it before you say it, before you publish it, before you pass it on. Yeah, yeah. I tell, I tell my students, Google is your friend if you ask it the right question. It will answer you depending on what you say. Ah, but, I, but I asked Google, yes, but what did you ask Google? What exactly did you say? Absolutely. You know, you've heard the term when computers first came, there was a term that was called Geigo. Garbage out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> After, whatever you ask Google and uh, what is that Amazon, the Alexa, yeah. it'll answer. In fact, Alexa actually has more uh, uh, AI thinking than Google. Yeah. <laughs> If you ask Google what's an idiot, you know, it won't disseminate it for you. Alexa will ask you, uh, do you mean uh, whatever idiot or do you mean this type of idiot? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. The final thing is that uh, as we've another good segue, familiarize yourself with AI, with machine learning, with blockchain fundamentals. By no means do you have to become an expert. But at least understand the fundamentals of artificial intelligence, how they apply to your field, uh, machine learning, the whole concept of machine learning, and blockchain fundamentals. You know, everyone talks about uh, what are those cryptocurrency? The underpinnings is blockchain. Just understand the basics of it. No one's ever asking you to go and become an expert. But just <laughs> understand, because that's the world we're heading to or we're in already. So if you own cryptocurrency and you, you don't understand blockchain, then I'm sorry, you've made an uninformed decision. You need to understand all those blockchain technologies. Don't understand them, just be familiar with the lingo. Just read one paragraph on them and their underpinnings. It's like the lady you talked about, and I hope it makes it into the edit that says, she read all these things so she can have conversations with people. I am finding that if I don't understand machine learning and AI and cryptocurrency, people are bored because there are some people who are avid believers. And I don't plan to become an expert in that, but I plan to understand enough of it to be able to carry on a, a literate conversation. By no means, it bores me. It bores me to tears, but at least I'm <laughs> going to read up on it and learn a little about it so familiarize yourself with that language yeah 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 that we it's it, it seems like a lot okay let me put that way it seems like a lot but not really and especially if you look at what we, what um soft skills are um it's not something we don't know it's just we haven't put a name to it yet 
Do you get what I'm saying? It's something that we know, and probably people have been telling you who sat in and say, that's just who I am. You know, that's a that's a common, common, common um, excuse or reason, whatever it is you want to call it. So um, I know quite a number of people have resigned or are resigning. So before you go on to your next um, new job, new career, know what it is. Don't repeat the same mistakes that you've made this time and then going into the new one and it's, and you find out that, oh, everything is happening the same way. Yeah. Did you do anything different? No. Right. So it's going to be the same thing. The results are going to be the same. So we'll work this out together. And um, I'll really hope um, someone's going to come back and say, oh, this has helped me. This is what I learned. This is um, maybe I need clarification. And we'll talk to Femi again and see how she can clarify. But I have to say, I haven't been as lost as I thought I was going to be in these two sessions. I'm not as lost as... So which means I was listening, even when I pretended to you that I wasn't listening. Um, and that's another way to learn. Just be, really for me, just be teachable. Because if you close your mind, it's they, they, you're not going to get anywhere. It's the same thing with young people. And I say young because they're younger than me. And, they, and you talk about um, technical stuff, even basic things. Say, ah, I don't know about all this computer stuff. And um, now I can use your words and it's, it's not computer stuff. Really, this is the new normal. You need to know how to do this. It's not just send email that doesn't make sense where, where you've sent it to, you know, or they look at it like, who wrote this? Did anybody right. look over it before you sent it out? Is this, absolutely? you know, does it, this doesn't represent, even especially if you're not working for yourself, it doesn't represent the company. It doesn't represent your office. How could you send this out? You know, so we need mm -hmm. to think about all oh, these are all the soft skills. Some you might actually need to go. There's so many online courses. We don't even have to pay for some of them. There are so many people willing to give you. So you just need to know about apps. Here we go again. You need to know about website, know about apps. And I'm telling you, Google can be your friend if you ask the right question. The first Absolutely. answer on Google is not normally the it's not usually the right answer. It might be, but it's whoever pays, pays Google the most ad that gets to the top. Absolutely. And in fact, I need to mention that, that mm -hmm. you'll see mm -hmm. that there are algorithms. I have a friend who's an IT director, mm -hmm. and you can sponsor your yeah. website to be at the top in a yes. Google search. Yes. It's just a matter of, and so Google is not the Bible. Huh? Yeah, um, it's not the correct. No, Don't you must be willing, you must be willing to invest, moment. you know, exactly. to, put, to, to put some, not elbow grease in this case, to put your brain matter in it, to go to some different brain sites. Yeah. Some brain grease. Yeah, to put some brain matter, to put, uh, you know, read this, read that, does it make sense? Can I put it together? Just because Google said, I mean, who's Google? Seriously. It has become, it's, it's more than a noun, it's a verb. Google did that. So we need to invest in ourselves. This is you investing in yourself, in your future, even if you're not working for anyone, you can pass this knowledge on to somebody else. There's no point having a knowledge that you can't share. all these people that you sit beside and they have nothing to say <laughs> and you're bored. I don't know if you're going to be able to wrap it up, but we, the, the, the third session is supposed to be wrapping all of this up. If questions come in, you can email me. Up, uh, I think on this, yeah, you can email me. If you've got questions, because there's no, at least on the on the um, channel that I use, there's no way for you to put your comments. 
So if you've got questions, you can email me. And those of you who know Femi, I know you'll pick up the phone and ask. Don't sit in your chair, in the car, fuming, because how can she say that? She doesn't know what I've been through. Yes, we're trying to help you to see what you're going through and where you're going. <laughs> I will see you next week. Ask questions. There's help. Help is available. Uh, help is available. Take care of yourself. People pay for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said it the first time. We are so enjoying. I can't even quantify it. If she had to charge me or charge each one of us, and now we're all getting it from, from all over. So I'll see you, um, well, when we come back. But we we say thank you right now. Thank you, Femi Bology. Once again, it's been a very enjoyable, very knowledgeable. <laughs> Bye for now. See you next time. Bye.